It's time for Captain Radio. These are the adventures of Captain Radio. After hitching a ride on the back of a primordial interstellar beast, Captain Radio, Ace, and Orion have arrived at the throne of Jupiter, an imposing space fortress orbiting directly over the churning clouds of the Great Red Spot. Now they must close the Dimension Gate by any means necessary, even if it means sacrificing Andromeda to save the galaxy. However, their plan to stop Dr. Orban is about to go horribly wrong. You're listening to Captain Radio and the Mutant Mole People from the 11th Dimension. Chapter 5, The Dimension Gate. With the fortress's defenses trained on the mighty Leviathan, our brave heroes sneak unnoticed through an exterior hatch into the most dangerous place in the universe. We're inside. Now comes the hard part. Ace, I need you to pretend to be an Imperium robot. Orion and I will break into the Quartermaster's stores and disguise ourselves as royal guards. Easy for you to say. You're not seven feet tall with six arms and blue skin. Just try to slouch. Don't make eye contact with anyone. We'll stick to the service corridors beneath the throne room to avoid checkpoints. What about Andromeda's warning? I know what I'm doing. Orion, Dr. Orban is brilliant but extremely predictable. All we have to do is stick to the plan. Once we're through the security perimeter, you and I will free Andromeda while Ace disables the Dimension Gate's power source. Then, you three will find us some transportation while I confront Dr. Orban. Got it? Affirmative. I am accessing Fortress Schematics on the Electrowave Network now. Lead the way, Ace. This is insane. We're going to get caught. If you have a better idea, now's the time. We should do as Andromeda said. Destroy the throne of Jupiter. Preferably from a safe distance. I'm not gonna let her die. Not when we're this close to rescuing her. I can't believe you'd be willing to sacrifice her. I would do anything for Andromeda. But we have to think of the greater good. The universe is literally at stake. If we don't stop Orban, then the lifeless future you saw will be set in stone. I'm gonna let you in on a little secret. The fate of the universe is always at stake. Mad scientists, rogue black holes, demons from the dawn of time. I've seen it all. And look at what it's done to you. You can't even conceive the possibility of defeat. I do not wish to interrupt, but I am detecting movement ahead. An Imperium robot? Unknown. I'll take care of this. Who is there? Uh, excuse me, we seem to have lost our tour group. What? Uh, here, let me show you. I thought you said all the troops here were robots. Well, they used to be. But this fellow looks like he's one of the soldiers who tracked us from Alpha Centauri to Caliban. Let's see what's under that mask, shall we? Captain Radio lifts the veil covering the soldier's face to reveal a hideous creature from a realm beyond human understanding. 
by the fires of Hydra. They don't have eyes. Interesting. The cranial structure is reminiscent of the mole people of Nocturna Major. Mole people? From another dimension? They must have evolved specific mutations to perceive their environment. Like what? In theory, they may have an increasing sensitivity to sound. That gives me an idea. Ace, do you remember how you freed us from the Neptunian sirens? Could you do that again? Meanwhile, Dr. Orban's soldiers retrieve Andromeda from her dungeon cell and bring her to the Imperial Throne Room where they have constructed a mechanism to open a portal to the 11th dimension. Unhand me this instant. I will not be treated this way. Quickly, get her wired to the gate. But not so close that she is atomized when the portal opens. Get your thugs off of me, Dr. Orban. My dear Lady Andromeda, you should feel honored. You are about to be witness to the creation of a bridge between realities. Something which no being in the history of time has ever achieved before. Tonight, we open the Dimension Gate. If you open the gate, you'll burn out a million stars. Billions will die. A small price to pay, I assure you. You sicken me. And you dishonor the legacy of that throne. That's where you're wrong. I was born to rule. You're delusional. Do you know how the Imperium chooses its sovereign? Every schoolchild knows that the throne is always inherited by the eldest child of the reigning monarch. Almost always. You see, I was the firstborn son of King Solaris. My mother was the High Priestess of the Oxians, a rebellious species that refused to submit to the Imperium. As a child, I was a symbol of unity, of peace. And when the Oxians were fully integrated into the Empire, my father had no further use for me. And so I was banished. The Oxians rejected me because I was half-human. The humans hated me because I was half-Oxian. When my father was on his deathbed, and the Council of the Cosmos was convened to select his successor, I returned to claim what was rightfully mine. But instead, they chose to bestow the crown on Aster, my younger half-brother. They said I was too unstable, too mad, and now here I am at the foot of the throne which should have been mine all along. And I will do whatever I must to secure my birthright. Even if you destroy it in the process? They were right about you. You are out of your mind. Let history be the judge of that. I stand on the verge of conquering the known universe. Join me, and together we can shape it as we see fit. You don't need me. I'm merely a pawn in your game with Captain Radio. I do need you. More than you realize. Besides, Andromeda, Empress Supreme of the Pangalactic Imperium, has a nice ring to it, don't you think? Sir, we have an intruder in the lower levels. Good. Captain Radio and his friends have arrived on schedule. Bring them to me. Far below, in the labyrinth of passageways beneath the throne room, Captain Radio, Orion, and Ace reach the dungeon, unaware of the danger about to befall them. She isn't here. She was here, all right. Look at the walls of the cell. Looks like it's made of iridium. Orban must be using it to dampen Andromeda's psychokinetic abilities. Or he's siphoning off her power to use elsewhere. Can he do that? I wouldn't put it past him. Dr. Orban may be insane, but he's also a genius. Sir, 
my scanners cannot locate a power source within the throne of Jupiter that meets the energy requirements of the dimension gate. There must be an external source. So much for your plan. How are we supposed to disable it if the energy is coming from outside? One step at a time, Orion. First, let's find Andromeda. Multiple hostiles approaching. They're blocking the only way out. Ace, do it now! Attempting high-frequency interference. Any time, Rust Bucket. Something is overriding my transistors. Now, Ace! Downloading updates from the Electra Wave Network. Please wait. Blast! I should have known this would have happened. The Fortress mainframe thinks that Ace is an infantry robot. It's trying to integrate them into the network. Now what? Come out with your hands up. Hold your fire. We surrender. Don't touch that dial. Captain Radio and the mutant mole people from the 11th dimension will return after this brief word from our sponsor. Do you hear that? That's the sound of America's offices hard at work. But how can an enterprising mind think with all that racket? The Underwood Typewriter Company dares to imagine the office of the future. And it sounds like this. Ah, that's more like it. An Underwood standard noiseless typewriter enables the typist to work longer without fatigue and gives that absolute quiet so essential for clear thinking and undisturbed concentration. Underwood is pleased to announce its revolutionary new emotion keys. Imagine punctuating an important memorandum with a smile instead of a plain old period. It's the wave of the future. In their latest model, Underwood takes pride in presenting the world of commerce with the typewriter of tomorrow. Models start at $29 with financing and payment plans available. Visit your local office supply dealer today. We now return to the adventures of Captain Radio. With Ace disabled and mole people surrounding them, our heroes have no choice but to surrender to the forces of darkness. They are taken to the throne room where they discover Andromeda on an operating table, wearing a crown of electrodes. Andromeda? Xavier. Orion? What are you doing here? No time to explain. Hang on, we'll get you out of there. You shouldn't have come. A flock of Promethean firebirds couldn't keep me from you. Now we need to come up with a new plan before... (laughs) (laughs) Dr. Orban, we meet again. Well, well, well. If it isn't the defender of the weak... Scourge of evil and champion of justice himself. Welcome, Captain Radio. Or should I call you Count Xavier of Alpha Centauri? Wait a minute. You're a royal? When were you planning on telling me this? The problem with a secret identity is that it never stays secret for long. It's true. I am Xavier, son of Count Anton, ruler of Alpha Centauri. Inventing Captain Radio was necessary to protect my planet, my people, and Andromeda for the likes of you, Orban. Do what you want with me, but know that others will follow in my footsteps. 
Captain Radio is more than a man. He's an idea. And you can't kill an idea. Watch me. Go ahead. What are you waiting for? For the planets to align. Then what? You'll open the dimension gate? Don't try it. I've been to see the monks of the Dark Adaptation. I know how to close the portal. The monks are arrogant and stupid. They know nothing of the power that I possess. I have already opened a portal stable enough for living matter to pass through. In a few moments, I will have enough psychokinetic energy to create a permanent gateway. If you do this, you're upsetting a delicate balance. There's no telling what the consequences will be. It's far too late to dissuade me from my evil plan. Guards, prepare a firing squad for Captain Radio and Orion. With pleasure. No! Do you want them to live? More than anything. Then open the dimension gate. Open the gate? What do you mean? He can't do it without you, Andromeda. He needs a psychokinetic field to stabilize the portal. Don't you see? You're the power source. Open the gate. I don't know how. Which one should I kill first? The dashing young count who risks his life for others? Or the con man with the heart of gold? Leave them alone, you monster. The choice is yours. All things being equal, I'd prefer to live. But not if it means the end of the universe. Don't do it, Andromeda. This is all part of his plan. Heightened emotions strengthen the psychokinetic field. Don't give him what he wants. You have ten seconds to decide. I'm telling you I don't know how to open your blasted gate. If you allow them to die, your anguish will be enough to tear open the universe all by itself. Either way, I win. Five seconds. Give me a moment to think. It's all right, Andromeda. I love you. Ready? Aim? Wait. I'll do it. Excellent. In a moment of desperation, Captain Radio strikes one of the mole people guarding him and attempts to wrestle his ray gun away. No sooner does his hand close around the trigger than a mysterious force freezes him in place. Let me go, Andromeda. I can take them. I'm sorry. Don't do this. Not for me. We'll find another way. Please don't make this any harder than it has to be. The planetary alignment will only last a few more minutes. Are you ready, my dear? I'm ready. I'm reaching out to the 11th dimension. It's powerful. Calling me. Pulling me toward it. Harness it. Channel the dark energy to open the gate. Captain Radio and Orion watch helplessly as Andromeda is drawn in by the 11th dimension and transformed by its power. A sphere of dark energy forms in the center of the room, small at first, but growing with every passing second. It's beautiful. You can see in the dark now. Isn't it magnificent? I can see. I can see everything. The past. The future. Infinite universes branching off forever. You're almost there, my dear. Now, stabilize the gate. We must keep it open to allow our allies to send reinforcements. Two dimensions united under one rule. Ours. Andromeda, you've got to stop this. Silence. You will address me as Empress Supreme. All right, Captain Radio, or Count Xavier, or whatever your name is. What's the plan? 
I, I don't know. Come on, you always have a plan. The portal is holding. There. Stable. You... you've done it. A gateway between dimensions. God, return to the eleventh dimension and tell your commander to begin the invasion. Take Captain Radio with you as a token of our appreciation. No, he must bear witness to my triumph. Your victory is at hand, but how can our empire ever be safe with him around? You're right. He's too dangerous to remain here, even under lock and key. Our friends in the eleventh dimension will know what to do with him. As for the Torian and the robot, take them to the dungeon. Please, Andromeda, you're making a mistake. There's still time. We can run away, just the two of us. We can go back to the way it used to be. You heard your Empress. Take them away. As the mole people haul Orion and Ace away to be imprisoned beneath the throne of Jupiter, Captain Radio stands before the churning whirlpool of dark energy forming the Dimension Gate. With no hope of escape, he turns to Andromeda. How could you do this? You've betrayed everything you've ever stood for. Everything we ever stood for. Everything will be made clear in time. How does it feel to taste defeat? Captain Radio. I'm not finished yet. Ever the optimist. But I'm afraid your story ends here. Goodbye, my old nemesis. May we never meet again. Flanked by guards, Captain Radio steps across the event horizon and disappears through the portal, vanishing through the gate into the unknown realm of the 11th dimension. I'll be back. Somehow. You've been listening to the adventures of Captain Radio. Can Orion and Ace escape from the dungeon and free Andromeda from Dr. Orban's malevolent control? Will Captain Radio survive the perilous crossing into the dark dimension and find a way to return? Will good triumph over evil? Tune in next week to find out in the gripping final chapter of Captain Radio and the mutant mole people from the 11th dimension. Brought to you by the Underwood Noiseless Typewriter. The Adventures of Captain Radio is a production of Obscure Studios. This episode was written and edited by me, Johnny Eberly, and was produced by me and Will McDonald. Our narrator is Scott Kennedy. Captain Radio was played by Will McDonald. Orion was played by Rob Peters. Ace was played by Delano Hayes. Andromeda was played by Abigail Stokely. Dr. Orban and the ad announcer were both played by Johnny Eberly, and the mole people were voiced by Bailey Cunningham. Our incredible theme music was composed by Bailey Cunningham, and our artwork was designed by Tammy King. If you like the show and you want to help us make more of it, there are three simple things you can do to support us. The easiest thing to do is to leave us a rating and review wherever you're listening right now. The second thing you can do is to help us keep the lights on in our recording layer by making a donation on Ko-Fi. Finally, you can buy Captain Radio merchandise like t-shirts, stickers, coffee mugs, totes, and more on our Tee Public store. You can find all of those links as well as complete episode transcripts and more on our website, obscurestudios.net. Thank you for listening, and we'll see you next time.